to Grid Iron Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by my fellow members of the collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, D.P. Peters, and the resident moose himself, Mo Nuwara. We are 29, 24, and 3 in the Las Vegas Super Contest after a 3-1-1 week 11 and a racial slurs cover last night on Thanksgiving. I think we should stick to the positives, right, guys? I mean, let's put that Rams moose behind us and focus on our big win yesterday. I mean, Brett, Brett, did you even get to see the Rams moose yet? I know you went to dinner during the game because we, you thought it was in hand. Yeah, I, I don't even want to know how we lost that cover. I went to dinner. They were up, I think, 10 nothing or I don't know. They were up 10. <laughs> and I came back, and we, you guys had lost it in the chat. That was all I needed to see. I think you I'm should have to watch it just because of the, the, the pain that we all had to endure. I want you to be sucked <laughs> into that fucking hell that we were in for the last six minutes and, like, 40 seconds of that game. One of the worst mooses I've experienced, I'm sure Mo and has experienced way worse, but it, it doesn't get as bad as... Three and a half quarters of domination inside the number for 59 minutes and 20 seconds and not covering because Jeff Fisher refuses to give the ball to his number one offensive player on a fourth and one. And instead, Mo, 48 yard field goal in a monsoon. That one, Excellent decision making. Yeah, that one hurt. Uh, man, that, that's how much coaches love field goals. Is, <laughs> yeah. uh, they would rather try 50 yarders in deluge then uh just you know run for one yard but uh but don't worry uh if, if you interview a coach uh the first thing they're gonna tell you is uh we just gotta be aggressive we gotta that's be right. aggressive that's right and and whenever any coach uses the word soft like when zimmer went on that soft rant earlier in the year like, come on man it, it, you're you you won't go for fourth and two, fourth and an inch, but you're calling your offensive line soft. The guys that are in the professional injury business, get out of here. Um, but like I said, big cover last night, plus the seven for the racial slurs. A game that was never in doubt, right, Brett? Never, not a second in doubt. You guys are nuts for even <laughs> for even. We had Donnie and no, yeah, Donnie and Mo had this ranked number one. Their number the guys who never agree on anything both had this number one. I, I, I can't believe I it. I saw this line, and I thought, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I'm betting lots of money. I, I was watching the game yesterday. This game, So I got home to New Hampshire, like, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes into the game. And I sit down immediately, and I start watching the game. And about 10 minutes into the game, my mom looks at me, and she goes, when did you become such a big Redskins fan? My grandma echoed her and was like, yeah, what's what's going on? I thought you were a Patriots fan. I was like, yeah, I get it. But I was screaming at the TV. The, the Redskins offense just kept pace the entire game. Didn't convert two field goals. One because of the sun. Nice stadium, Jerry Jones. And the other was just a bad kick. But we were able to get around that. They converted on their other drives. A big bomb to Deshaun Jackson on a great route by number 11 and we sealed the cover none of the other games on thursday made the card we were split on sealers colts yes somehow i was able to swallow the h with the Steelers, as was brett so we got the cover there 
And in the early game, uh, we were also split right down the middle. Donnie and I had the Vikes plus two and a half. Brett and Moe had the Lions laying the two and a half. And Brett and Moe both got the cover. So nobody did better than two and one uh, on the day. Uh, We all did two and one, I believe. So well done. Winning day for the collective. And now it's on to Sunday. And since, as Brett noted, uh, Donnie and Mo both had Washington as their number one pick, we'll get their number two on the show. I want to first say that we are sponsored by FantasySuperContest.com, who added a page this week, if you guys haven't checked it out. They added a DVOA page. Uh, We referenced the great stat, uh, defense value adjusted over average from Football Outsiders, and there's a nice little reference page now on FantasySuperContest.com, so you can look at teams against the spread record, and they have their DVOA rankings there as well. So even during the season, uh, FantasySuperContest.com continues to improve as we do we we try to do our best every week and our card's already in so the suspense is is up for all of us because we had to enter it as donnie said he was traveling so our card is in so the suspense is just for the fans and i'm gonna let brett lead things off because uh his number one pick i think is the most interesting to me, it's a side that I really wanted to take, but I didn't. I'm the only person who took the other side. Uh, Brett, tell us which night team you're laying the points with. Yeah, I've got the Eagles minus four against the Packers on Monday Night Football. I can't wrap my head around this line. I mean, look, neither of these teams has been good of late. Green Bay 0-4 in their last four. Philly 2-4 and in their last six, but at least the Eagles have been competitive. They've had tough losses to Seattle, Dallas, Washington, and New York, but the two games they played at home, big wins against Atlanta and Minnesota, and here's the amazing thing. They're still ranked number two in overall team efficiency, according to Football Outsiders, even though they're five and five. They're ahead of Dallas and New England. I don't agree with that, having watched actual football games this season, but this defense is still elite. Their special teams are elite. They can shut teams down, especially at home. And the Packers don't do anything well. Their defense kept them competitive early in the year, but now that's being exposed too. This team is terrible on both sides of the ball. I think this line should be closer to seven. Eagles get a big win here at home where they have been much better all season long. Like I said, I'm the only person on the other side, and not only uh, am I the only person with the Packers, both Donnie and Mo have the Eagles in their top five on their card. Mo, I want to turn to you first, because this seems like a very public game. I mean, very public in 59%, but we're talking about the Packers here. Whenever the Packers are below 50%, now at 41%, that seems like a huge shift to me. Are, are you not worried that it seems like everybody is on Philadelphia? Well, that's how public the Packers are. Is uh, They can come out, just walk to midfield, take a huge shit every week, and people are just still firing Packers. Still <laughs> almost 50-50. I mean, if this was any other team performing this poorly, uh, any team without a all-everything QB, there's no way this many people would be on the Packers in this spot. Uh, Just like Brett, I don't see this line making too much sense. Uh, I think the line should be at least five here. Um, 
unfortunately it did move a half point against us down to three and a half where it's sitting yeah i right saw now. that this morning what'd you say brett i saw that this morning yeah. i was confused by i was that. just looking is, at the lines it is three and a half minus 114 though so it could be something as simple as pinnacle wanting to get some action on uh green bay or no that doesn't even make sense because they'd move it in the in the other direction so that is no, that's right oh that's correct uh, it's it is troubling, but <laughs> I mean I I feel like I screwed up totally on this game. When I wrote my line, I believe I had it. Um, I think I had six. Uh, but then I just again, saw, what are you doing? No, with that? no, no. I'm totally I <laughs> I screwed up. This is this was a poor decision by me, and I was bailed out by the collective uh, who did the right thing. Uh, I am scared about how popular this game will be in the super contest maybe i don't know i don't know what scares me about this game so much because everything screams eagles destroying them uh, you know one thing i always say is the hardest thing to do in football is defend the pass and nobody's doing that better than philadelphia right now and nobody is struggling more in the passing game at least from a, an efficiency standpoint than green bay so this is a, a great matchup uh, yeah, look at the matchups here. I mean, Green Bay is just so one-dimensional. Uh, all all Eagles have to do is just keep doing what they've been doing, which is get after the quarterback and and shut down the passing game. And uh, it just it just looks like a really good matchup for the Eagles on paper. Are we scared about popularity in the contest with this pick? Not really. All right. I don't think too many people are still are going to be lining up for this one. DP, you've been quiet. I feel like you're just basking in the glory that is the mediocrity of the Green Bay Packers. I am basking in the glory of the 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 sucktitude of the Green Bay Packers. They are an absolute joke. Rich, I will say <laughs> that the thing that you're scared of that you haven't said is the same thing that I'm scared of, although they are my number three pick of the week. Um, the only reason they weren't number one or number two is that I'm just waiting for Aaron Rodgers to turn back into Aaron Rodgers this year, and it's going to happen at some point. But after I did pick the Packers last week, I've resorted to the fact that it's not going to happen on the road. So this game is in Philadelphia. Uh, much like Matt Ryan sucked in Philadelphia, I think Aaron Rodgers is just going <laughs> to suck in Philadelphia. Um, you know, it, the, the pretty boyness is just not going to, it doesn't fly in that city, man. It just doesn't. Um, Mike McCarthy <laughs> needs to get fired. Uh, you know, ASAP, him and Jurgen Klinsmann need to be on the bus together, you know, just to other countries. Um, but yeah, I just I just don't think that the the Packers have anything going in their favor right now. Um, it's just it's too bad. But uh, they're supposed to be a good team, and it, it, it hurts my my win total bit. But you know, the hell with them. All right, I'm going to step in and give my number one pick now because again, uh, we're getting number twos from Donnie and Mo, and this is very interesting because if you listen to uh, the Fantasy Wired podcast, I was all about. New England, if you would talk to me on Monday when I did the initial lines and I saw that New England wasn't double-digit favorites on the road against the Jets, I would have been all over New England. But then I started to think about it a little bit. I sat back. I looked at some trends. And one trend that really stuck out to me is this. Teams coming off the bye that were home underdogs getting more than a, t a touchdown or more but less than double digits, so seven to nine and a half. Since the merger, so this is in the history of the NFL, they are 16, three, and two against the spread. 16, three, and two. 
And even better, they're 10, 10, and 1 straight up. So they win outright half the time. That is nuts. Pats might be without Gronk. There's got to be some pride here for the Jets. I mean, you're just getting shit on every single week from all angles. Hell, NBC flexed out of Sunday Night Football because you're such a trash football team. This is your last chance to play a real team. The rest of the schedule is really soft, a bunch of clunkers. But this is it. This is the Jets Super Bowl. And I'm not saying they go out and win. I don't think they're going to extend that to 11-10-1. But I think they're going to play the Pats tough. I think that, I can't believe I'm saying this, I think Fitzpatrick will be just fine against that very subpar Patriot secondary. Uh, And I think they will cover the 8. Brett and Mo agree. They both have the Jets on their card. None of them very confident in them, both in their lower half. And, of course, Donnie with the Pats in his top five. Tell me why the Napalm Tour continues at MetLife on Sunday. I just don't trust this Jets defense at all. I, I don't really care to have this game on the card. Part of my reasoning to have it so high was that I think you guys were going to pick the Jets, so I needed to balance that out. Uh, make sure we keep this game away from the card. Um, I could I could see anything happening in this game, and I really wouldn't be surprised. Well, anything but a Jets win. I don't think that's ever happening. Um, but I think it could just be a, a, a close game. I think uh, as much as I think Fitzpatrick sucks, I think he can get hot at the right times. And this Patriots defense is a complete shit show right now. Um so, yeah, I, I could see them keeping it close because it's a divisional game. I could see the Patriots just, you know, walking all over them and winning 42-7. to I, you know, but that said, I'm much more confident in Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and the Patriots than I am in the Jets, uh, you know, ever in the history of life. So, yeah, let's go. You really pick the Patriots as a leverage play? I, I have to pick. <laughs> just, do you just realize I have to? Case? I have to pick leverage plays. Yes, I do. I do that a lot. Rich admitted to doing it too, but he usually does it the other way. I have to pick leverage plays. You guys are says, terrible collective I've men- never, members. Never done that. It's terrible all part of the meta game with the collective. <laughs> That's how it goes. How about uh, we just pick winners? I was going to say, pick winners, Donnie. Under 50%. Yeah, but I'm still picking this side, so I'm just, you know, and then I just have to tick it up a few notches. Under 50% for the season picking total games, uh, Donnie. How's my top five? Which this is in. This is in my top five. (laughs) It's only because you ticked it up. Unbelievable. Last week is a perfect example of how good DP runs in his top five. Four, eight, and one on the entire card. No worries. Three and two in his top five. (laughs) No worries whatsoever. Uh, Brett, Mo, anything to add about Gang Green? I'm, I was surprised to see you guys so low on a, on a home dog getting this many points. Okay. Uh, it was one of those spots where um, I wanted to like the Jets. I had a bunch of these spots. I really wanted to love the Jets. Um, but it's just really tough when the matchup is this poor. Uh, Patriots don't do anything but pass. And this Jets secondary is just a complete dumpster fire and the thing is with most coaches as I was saying in the thread before you know they're going to be idiots like uh, the Dolphins were and come out and run the ball try to establish the run old coaching cliche 
But uh, Belichick doesn't care about any of that shit. He's going to come out and throw every play if he thinks that's the plus EV way to do this. And that worries me greatly in this spot. So um, I, I do uh, really question the Patriots without Gronk. Uh, this offense does not have the big play capability really without Gronk. So um, it makes me wonder you know, how sustainable their drives are. And uh, I watched a bunch of that 49ers game, and they were like three inches from sacking Brady like 18 times, and he kept using his ultra-slow footwork combined with his extremely high awareness and pocket presence to just barely escape danger. I don't know if that's going to work against the superior Jets D linemen. Yeah, so. Niners unable to tackle statues in uh, in old Levi Stadium. Let's move on to Donnie's number two pick. We already said that Washington covered for him, and he has another dog. This one, a division, another division matchup in the AFC North. Despite no AJ Green, no Giovanni Bernard, does not matter. Donnie is taking the four points with the Bengals in Baltimore. What you got for us, CP? I think the Ravens suck. They might as well be the, the Green Bay Packers of the the the, e, uh, the AFC. I just I don't think that they're good at all, and I think four points is too much against the Bengals. I think the Bengals can still get it done. Um, as much as I hate the Bengals, uh, I think that they'll have enough weapons despite no A.J. Green and no Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni Bernard, not having him doesn't matter too much to me because they never used the fucking guy anyway, although I hated that, and I think that they should have used him much more. Um, that to me is not that much of a of a loss. Um, just the way that they they run their scheme. Uh, AJ Green is going to hurt uh, a little bit, but I think that they'll be all right with the the weapons that they have, the wide receivers and Eifert. So it shouldn't be too bad. Four points, I think they cover here pretty easily. This was a majority pick. I also had the Bengals in my upper half. Brett had the Bengals, but in his lower half, and that means Mo is a lone wolf laying the four points with the Ravens pretty much right in the middle. Mo, what are you seeing in Baltimore? Uh, I I don't know how the Jets or the uh, the Bengals are going to move the ball against this Ravens defense. I, I mean, no A.J. Green, no Geo, who you guys know I love and think should have the ball in his hands way more. So, man, I don't know how they're going to do it. Uh, Jeremy Hill, the, guy, the plunge. Your boy. Drawing, Tyler Boyd. Drawing dead against these guys. So it's up to Andy Dalton and something Tyler Boyd and Brandon LaFell. Tyler Boyd. Man, I'm not excited about those prospects. So I just don't know how they're going to move the ball. So I, I think the Ravens should be favored by a little more here. I did cap this slightly higher i believe yeah just at four and a half so i don't love it but uh gun to my head they're the side i would take 69 percent of the public lining up to bet the ravens as favorites should be favorites obviously but more than field goal favorites in a division game I don't know. I, I think <laughs> this stinks too much it, it, it's too easy to fade the Bengals. Minus AJ Green and Giovanni Bernard at that number. So this smells a little loomy, dare I say? Mo, you don't fear a loom at all in this game? 
Um, not too much. I don't think this is going to be on too many people's radars to the point where Illumi's going to need to step in. No, I th yeah, there's another there's another Illumi game. I think. Oh, okay. I I, I got a feeling Ravens is going to be among the top plays in the Super Contest. Just seem it could just be. seems like a very easy play that everybody could stick in their top five. Let's round things out. Yeah, I mean those. Those injuries are fresh on people's minds. Yeah, yeah, of course. Anybody that's playing fantasy or betting, anybody that had a Bengals ticket last week uh, is going to instantly want to bet against them after watching those two guys get hurt and then play pretty horrific at home, nonetheless. Let's round out our top picks with Mo, who, of course, also had Washington covering as his number one pick. So let's get to number two. This was split across the board, mainly because it's too sharp. For own good, way too sharp for own good. Uh, it's the Bears plus four and a half at home against the Titans. Mo, you were on the fence. You you even said you were interested in taking the Titans, but no, you you uh, suppressed those thoughts and you put the Bears not only on your card but at number two. Tell us why. That's how much I hate this card. Um, I had a real tough time this week. But, man, the Bears have to be the right side here. I, I mean... Why do you say that, because they're Because the Titans can't be minus four and a half on the road. This team isn't good. I mean, I know DVOA thinks they're good, but I don't think they're good. I don't think any team that gets uh, shit-stomped by the Colts twice can possibly be good. That... Those two things just don't connect for me. Um, and, man, yeah, speaking of Illum, 87% lining up to fade Matt Barkley here. I was never that impressed with Matt Barkley, even in college. Um, I don't really, can't really say I'm that excited for his prospects here. But this Titans defense, if there's anybody he can move the ball on, these guys aren't stopping anybody right now. And the Bears are playing okay defense. So, you know, hopefully they can keep this close. I really, I don't know, part of me does think the Titans just come out and just blow the doors off the Bears here. But uh, I just can't justify the Titans being more than minus three on the road here, I don't think. Are you going to have real American dollars on Chicago on Sunday? I think I might. I don't know, <laughs> but I think I might. I, I had the, the other side. Uh, I already covered one side that makes me feel ill in laying eight with the Steelers on the road, and I stuck this as my very last pick. Brett has the Titans as well. He's been the biggest Titans supporter on the pod. He's got them closer to the middle of the pack, and Donnie sharper than the devil's dick himself he also has the bears but also towards the middle not in his top five brett you've been the titan supporter all year you're swallowing the four and a half here talk about your favorite team in the nfl yeah look as bad as the titans defense has been the bears offense right now has to be worse how are they going to move the ball with Matt Barkley, no Zach Miller, no Alshon Jeffrey, they're going to be relying on Clay Meredith or Cameron Meredith and Eddie Royal to move the football this week. No, that's just not going to happen. I think the Titans just 
roll here by like two touchdowns. Something Jordan Howard? <laughs> I don't know. It, it's that that thing is gross. Whatever the Bears' product is going to be on offense is not going to be watchable. And the Titans run straight and win. Is that a, that a possibility here? Can they just do that? Yeah, that's all they need to do. That's all they do every week. Donnie, you you have the Bears, which seems inexplicable to me, but I guess Mike Malarkey does have M&Ms for brains. What do you got? <laughs> I think the Titans are horrible. Um, I don't think that they're that good. I mean, they have flashes when when they do some good things, but their flashes tend to be against inept uh, coaches, inept defenses that, that, that I just have no idea what they're doing on their side either. Um, the Bears I don't think are that good, but you know, at home getting four and a half I think is a bit too much here. Um, the Bears team has surprised us in the past, um, you know, not not necessarily by winning games, but by keeping games closer than uh, expected. And uh, I, I like them to keep this one fairly close again. Plus, the Titans have been on a high, and I just I don't like that. I'm very happy to report that, obviously, because we were split right down the middle, that this game won't be anywhere near the card. And I don't want to watch a single second of this game. Uh, this is going to be one of those games where... Like the red zone channel is not going to sniff this game. <laughs> you're gonna, you might see scoring highlights or like okay, this, they're they're at the one yard line. We'll we'll show we'll put it in a quad box in the upper left hand corner if you if you really need to sweat this for DFS purposes. But we're not going anywhere near this game because we know that nobody has any interest in sweating it. So I'm glad we'll we'll have no, we'll have it nowhere near uh, our card. So those are our pseudo top picks. Moe's got the Bears plus four and a half. Brett uh, laying the four with the Eagles. Donnie taking the four with the Bengals. And I am taking the eight points at home with the New York Fighting Jets, a game I will be at at MetLife Stadium. We're going to go to the Lone Wolves next. But first, have you guys still not checked out FantasySuperContest.com? If you have, you'll know that the contest has a new leader BNEV stands alone with 37 points atop the Super Contest landscape. A perfect 5-0 week last week thanks to the Saints plus 3.5, Bears plus 7.5, Pittsburgh minus the 8, Washington minus 2.5, and Oakland minus 5.5. A lot of favorites in there. I don't know how sharp this gentleman is. Uh, His last... Five weeks, four and one, four and one, two and three, four and one, five and zero. Oh, must be nice. You guys can check out all of their stats and more just by going to fantasysupercontest.com. That's fantasysupercontest.com. The only way to sweat the collective this season. Let's get to some lone wolves. Each host has two lone wolves apiece this week. We already have an 0-1 team, and that's Brett. Brett had the Dallas Cowboys last night. The wrong side, Brett, might I add? Right side. <laughs> uh, and we've discussed one of the Lone Wolves for each host already. We briefly discussed my Packers pick, Donnie's Patriots pick, and Moe's Ravens pick. So we'll buzz through uh, our final Lone Wolves really quickly, and we'll just go in alphabetical order here. So Brett will lead things off. With a lone wolf in his top five, circle the wagons. He's laying the seven and a half with his actual favorite team in the NFL, the Buffalo Bills. Are you having a PTDS, PSD, 
whatever, the post-traumatic stress syndrome from laying the seven with the Chiefs at home? Or is this just a homer play? Tell us why you're laying the wood with Rex Ryan. This is the same thing as week six. I was a lone wolf on the Bulls, uh, on the on the Bills as seven and a half point favorites against a bad team at home, the 49ers, and they won by 30. Jacksonville is a freaking disaster. Buffalo, actually a good football team. And they're healthier now than they've been in recent weeks. They just run over teams every single week, and Jacksonville can't stop anybody on the ground. I know you're all factoring in the potential of a Blake Bortles backdoor cover here, but I don't see that being a play. I think the Bills win this one handily. The Jags in their top half, uh, I'm pretty sure we all just stared at the number and didn't think Buffalo should be more than touchdown favorites. Any any objections? Why? I, mean, I don't know. They're... They just don't. It it might be a perception thing. It, it could just be lazy analysis. I'm I'm willing. I'm, That's the thing. They're average. They're averaging 34 points per game at home this season. I'm willing to. Like people people look at people look at this offense and they say, well, they they can't score points. They that's all they've done this year at home. Score me. points. Coin flip tier. I know. I know. Moe's certainly firing a Wong teaser with the Bills at this number. Yeah, that's for Bills. Uh, Wong immense for sure. Uh, <laughs> th- this line is fair, so I definitely love a Wong here. Yeah, a Wong teaser, of course. I don't know the exact parameters, so I don't want to screw this up. But moving through multiple key numbers, so teasing from seven and a half to one and a half is certainly one of those key numbers. Going through seven and going through three, uh, so. That's a good game to tease. If you're interested in such things, uh, I'm sure there are some teasers floating out there from the Cowboys last night. A little minus one Cowboys, minus one and a half Bills. Uh, Donnie, do you feel strongly about a little Bortles service on Sunday? Uh, not so much strongly about them. I just, I, unlike Brett thinks the Bills are a good team, I don't think that they are a good team. Um, so yeah, I think seven and a half is too much. I think uh, Bortles has the ability to keep it close, uh, likely not in the first half, but more so in the fourth quarter. Um, not that even he'll keep it close, but just pull off some sort of miraculous backdoor cover. But I could also just see the Bills totally blowing up for some stupid reason and uh, the Jaguars getting a crazy win. Can I say that? Uh, doesn't seem too out of the question to me. No, that's way out of the question. Which I guess that, that, makes, yeah, I guess that does seem way out of the question, but most of my I picks are makes, out of the question. I guess that makes taking the 7.5 out of the question, too. I think we might have screwed up here, uh, but that's okay. I, I w- Thanks, guys. I wouldn't want the bills on the card. Uh, we're just handing you a lone wolf win. So. I just can't I can't take the bills laying more than a touchdown to anyone. I just can't do it. I'm sorry. That's what I mean. I think, I think we're all, and I'm admitting to this, just doing lazy analysis. So uh, let's move on to Donnie, who also has a second lone wolf in his top five. Back-to-back weeks with multiple lone wolves in the top five. Very impressive, Donald. This one, man, you just refuse to get off the Raiders train. Despite playing at massive elevation on a short week with laser pointers firing across the field, Donnie is still willing to not only lay the three with Oakland at home, but put it in his top five. Panthers coming off 10 days rest. Raiders coming off a short week playing at altitude. Tell us why you love Oakland so very much. I think the Panthers are horrible. They are 2-7-1 and one against the spread uh, They uh, uh, in the Super Contest. They don't have a win against the spread uh, on the road at all this year. 
the Raiders are seven and three against the spread. They are the uh, tied for the fourth best team in the Super Contest this year. I just I, I really like this Raiders team. I don't think that uh you know the the weakness for the Raiders is what their defense. Okay, fine. I don't think that the Panthers present that much on offense uh, to be able to really uh, foil the Raiders uh, on the defensive side of the ball enough so that it's going to keep uh, you know D- uh, Derek Carr and the 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 powerful Raiders offense um, you know in, in a game that that's anywhere near close. I just think I think the Raiders win this pretty easily by somewhere in the realm of seven to ten points, probably even more. Uh, you mentioned all those great stats there. You failed to mention that uh, the Raiders are horrific at home, uh, <laughs> especially as home favorites. And come on, man. You don't think the Panthers have anything on They're offense? They're not exactly horrific at home. They're 2-3 and three against the spread. That's not yeah. exactly horrific. That's, like, just below average. The Panthers have nothing on offense. They have, they have number one at quarterback. Oh, cool. I, that guy sucks to me. Get, okay. No. So you missed. So, so you missed that Ted Ginn throw where he stepped up into a guy flying at his face and threw a dime fifty yards to the goalpost. One oh, the best. Cam Newton, who's bigger than every linebacker in the league, stepped up into it getting hit. Okay, yeah, that doesn't Ryan impress Tana me at all. Ryan did that a couple weeks ago too. Doesn't mean he's thr- good at football. A, th- a throw that Tom Brady has literally never made in his entire career. I don't know. Did you watch Tom Brady <laughs> last week? He was running around like crazy. He looks very mobile out there. Probably more mobile than, than uh, Concussion Cam over there. The Panthers uh, nearly snuck in to the top five of both Brett and Moe. Uh, right on the bubble for Brett and two spots off the bubble for Moe. You guys Panthers, are wrong. I had the Panthers right in the middle of the pack. Uh, Brett, you love Carolina and DFS this week as well. Uh, tell us about it. Yeah, this is going to be like an all-time cam game, I think. The Raiders off a short week playing in Mexico City. Like this cam is just going to go nuts in this game. Yeah. I wanted to love the Panthers. This was another spot I wanted to love. Uh if Keekley were to play, I would absolutely fire the Panthers here. Um but it doesn't look like he's going to play. He has not practiced yet. And given that, I think the Raiders are probably where they should be. Um, so, I don't know. Objectively, I do kind of like the Panthers here because I don't see either team getting really any sort of defensive, I guess, like establishing anything on D to where they're going to be able to stop the other team. So if this is just a shootout, I just usually like to take the points in those scenarios. <coughs> but, uh, yeah, without Keekley, I don't trust this Panthers defense at all. It was already mediocre, and he's the best player on it. We're reverting back to rookie car a little bit in that Houston game. That third open the second half was one, <laughs> one of the worst throws I've ever seen. Just kind of flings it, hoping, praying that it'll fall somewhere near the streaking receiver and just basically a punt to uh, Houston. That was a bit puzzling. Uh, Also puzzling is the public in this game. They're 50-50, which surprises me. I would anticipate them being all over Oakland. So we will certainly see. This should at least be a fun game. This is... 
This is a is a big game for for Oakland. Coming off short rest, this is kind of a show me what you got game. And while I don't think it makes or breaks our season, I'm not willing to go to that type of analysis. I think it'll be interesting to see what they do in a very tough situation on short rest against a very good offense. Mo, I, I want to talk about your lone wolf. You put it at the bottom. You did it again. It's not 14, so you're not taking the Browns. You got Giants minus seven. Uh, go ahead and uh, verbally destroy us for uh, supporting Cleveland again. How can you guys do this week after week? How can you do this? Once again, this is just like last uh. week. Don't ask me to explain. You explain <laughs> to me how you could possibly click on the Browns without getting 14 points. We've been I over actually this. Have, I actually have the Browns in my top five. I think this is a great spot. Uh, <laughs> what? For Cleveland. The Giants suck. Come on. They were a Zach Miller broken foot away from losing to the Bears at home last week. Their defense is strong in one area, and that's against the run. Uh, they gamble a little bit too much for my liking uh, on pass defense. And the offense is pretty bad. Teams have learned to bracket and take OBJ out of the game, which has left Eli standing there confused, not knowing what to do. I don't really believe in the return of Rashad Jennings. Uh, I don't know. Seven's just way too much. I'm never taking the minus 13 at home. Never way too much. Seven can never be way too much against this (laughs) team. The the Giants aren't very good. And I, I don't think you should be throwing them in your Wong teasers either. Because I, I would not away, be shocked. People. Tease away, people. Tease away. I would not be shocked if the uh, Browns found their first win this week. The Giants stink. Get out of here. Not not good at football. Is Chainsaw playing? If Chainsaw no. doesn't play, this team is drawing dead. They are much we better off with Chainsaw. We got Cade. Cade, Cade with f- he's fell off a cliff. It's over. It's over for that and, guy. And Bobby Three Sticks is suiting up, I believe. So if Cade gets hurt, which you probably will, because that's a thing, the Browns quarterback just goes out there and gets pummeled, uh, we could have some Bobby Three Sticks. How can you guys think they're better off with Kessler? He is terrible. <laughs> he is pretty bad. No, he's he's better than Cade McCown. He's what are you been talking way about? better. No, no way. Uh, he's <laughs> been way better than Cade. Are you joking me? And I, I love Cade. I don't. I just don't think Shane saw the NFL quarterback. He's. He's not. He's got a worse arm than Chad Bennington did. It's pretty inexcusable for a pro quarterback. McCown you don't have old. to have a huge arm to be a pro quarterback, except when your your coach is an idiot and just wants you to throw the ball downfield all the time. Well, when you're down 14, you have to throw the ball vertically. <laughs> you don't have to throw the ball vertically. You can just throw the ball between 5 to 10 yards and get it done and move the sticks. Move the, throw it to a mouse with gloves, a.k.a. Julian Edelman. Get out of here. Get out of here with this ruining football offense. I want to watch downfield plays. I want to watch big catches. I don't want to watch dink and dunk crap football. Go play fantasy football. (laughs) You're such a clown. (laughs) Uh, Final lone wolf is my own. It's a stupid pick. Uh, It's the Texans plus one and a half against the Chargers. All the reasons I don't like the Raiders. Short week. Played at Azteca. Uh, should be the reasons why I don't like Houston. Char- San Diego also coming off the bye. I don't know. I just felt like this is the the right side because nobody else is on it. And when 
the entire universe is on one side. I'm just going to take the side that stinks like day old cheese. So give me, give me, give me the Texans for no other reason than I'm fading the public. And that's it. Sure. Yeah, yeah that's sure. It. That's Not into analysis. either side there. Not into either side. But, yeah, it's a good spot for the Chargers. This is uh, teasable uh, as well if you want to uh, – if you see any value in Houston plus the seven, it's a like a reverse Wong where you can tease up from one or one and a half through key numbers. This this line is bopped back and forth. Uh, I think it's settled now on Pinnacle to uh, to one in favor of the Chargers, but any ping ponging across zero, I think uh, could happen over the next couple of days. So those are. The lone wolves for the week. I've got the Packers and Texans. Neither team I have very much confidence in. Uh, Donnie has the Raiders and Patriots. Both teams he has the utmost confidence in, having them in his top five. Brett's got the Bills in his top five, and he had the Cowboys losing yesterday. And Mo has both the Ravens and the Giants. Let's get to the card. <laughs> pick is a consensus pick well the first two picks are both consensus picks that we have not talked about and the first one is the Bucks home dogs getting the six against the Seahawks Uh, nobody had this game lower than an 11 so Donnie had the Bucks right outside his top five everybody else had it in their top five so Donnie no worries here we're happy about uh, Jameis at home getting the six points yeah, this this is way too many points at home. Seahawks are going to tone it down a little bit. Not that they won't win the game, which I think that they'll win the game, but but I like the Bucks here getting six. Mo, the captain of the injury report, uh, have you looked down at SEA and all of the DNPs lining up the right side? Oh, Mo, I've looked. Is, it's incredible. It's a yeah, for that reason alone, this is a great spot for the Bucks on a, on a week where. There was not a lot that I loved. Man, Bennett hasn't practiced. Just run down the list on this defense. Bennett hasn't practiced. Um, who else? Well, Sherman hadn't practiced till yesterday, but then he did practice. Earl Thomas hasn't practiced. Uh, Deshaun Shedd hasn't practiced. The secondary is in shambles right now. Uh, I just feel like this is one of those weeks where the Seahawks just are hurt. They take their foot off the gas pedal a little bit on the road and uh, maybe even drop one outright. I could see it. I could see it. Um, need Jameis to keep it together and not give yeah. the ball away. That's going to be the big key. Uh, he has his moments, and if he can do that, I'm very confident that uh, Tampa Bay will cover uh, plus six. Sorry, plus six here at home. This is a great spot, not only for those injury reasons, but because Tampa Bay, well, I guess this is an injury reason, they got Doug Martin back last week, and it changes the offense completely when they have a guy like Martin. Martin was in so many situations last week against Kansas City where he was tackled in the backfield, so if you just look at his box score and the yards per carry, it's not impressive. But he kept churning, kept fighting, came up with a lot of big plays. 
they are a completely different team when 22 is on the field. And the lack of Michael Bennett on the other side makes me think that the Bucks should have no problem moving the ball a little bit on the ground. In addition to the defensive injuries for Seattle, their running back position is a disaster as well. We know about the ProSize injury. Uh, we know C-Mike isn't there anymore. Uh, Troy Mann Pope, who they were hoping to be an emergency running back, uh, he has not practiced yet. He's not going to see the field. So if Rawls sustains an injury, which he is you know, probably a favorite to do because he runs like Chris Ivory despite having the body type of a small person, I don't know who even suits up and sits in the backfield. Alex Collins? Is he is he a thing? Is he alive? Down to Alex I don't know. Collins. Seahawks are very hurt. This seems like a total cruise control game, a game that doesn't matter. I mean, they've pretty much got the West locked up with the Cardinals in shambles. So That's this the seems way I like feel about this one, too. Go down to South. And they play... They play the Panthers next week, too. They're going to want to be ready for that yeah, one go. after how their season ended last year. Go down to South Florida, get into cruise control for a little bit. Nothing too crazy. Uh, maybe escape with the field goal win. And even if they lose outright, it is certainly not the end of the world for Seattle. Uh, our next pick. We're keeping it in the southern region of the United States, the NFC South. That is, and we're laying the four points with the Falcons. I felt the same way about this game initially as I did with the Eagles laying the wood against the Packers, but the more I think about the Cardinals, the more I am in favor of fading them. Uh, Bruce Arians, the his chest pains and hospitalization, on one side, you think this is win-win for the Gipper, but for a team that's spiraling to not have their head coach, and a head coach as integral to the entire organization as B.A., I mean, that guy is the life and soul. People talk about teams taking uh, the basically the form of their coach and playing that way with the type of swagger that B.A. has and fearlessness. I, I think that not having him at the beginning of the week and then I don't know what kind of role he played throughout the week, I think not having him in the facility is really bad for Arizona. Again, they're spiraling. Their playoff chances are all but lost. And this seems like a game where they could just sleepwalk and get blitzkrieged by a very efficient offense coming off of uh, the bye. Looking across the board, it looks like this was a consensus pick. It looks like, Mo, you were the lowest on the Falcons. Uh, you had them in the middle of the pack. What is your? Uh, what gives you pause about this game? I, I do like the Falcons here. Um, I think it's a good spot. I like it more now because it did move to five on Pinnacle, which makes me feel a lot better about this pick. Five is where I capped this. So I thought there was a bit of line value at four. Um, the line is a little bit confusing. Uh, given the fact that the Falcons are coming off a bye, and we know that they've been better than the Cardinals, I feel like four is like the absolute bare minimum where this line should start. Um, well, a little past four, I guess, because... You know, you you're gonna you're gonna give them some credit for the buy, and they're at home. So, yeah, I, I I think, you know, I'm a little worried about a shootout here, the shootout factor I voiced earlier, 
Um, if both teams are just scoring, the Falcons are going to have a hard time pulling away. Uh, the key is just going to be for them to load up the box and slow down David Johnson. If they can do that, Carson Palmer just hasn't been able to get things consistently moving for this offense the way he did last year. And uh, if it if it comes down to the two passing games, I mean, I love this Cardinals defense, but man, this Falcons offense, they can move the ball through the air on absolutely anybody. I mean, they carved up uh, the Broncos, so which was just insanely impressive. So if they can do that, I makes me feel like they can move the ball on uh, even this really tough Cardinals defense, especially at home. For all the crap Kyle Shanahan received while he was at Washington during the uh, the spiral of RG3, he deserves a ton of credit for what he's done with Matt Ryan in basically turning him from a turnover machine into somebody who's hyper-efficient. It also helps that you have guys like Freeman and Coleman that are amazing out of the backfield to serve as security blankets so that Ryan isn't just forcing the ball downfield. But Shanahan's done a great job with that offense. Uh, Donnie, you had the Falcons also closer towards the middle of the pack. Any reservation to having Matty Ice on the card? No reservation. He's back in. He's back home. You know, he's feeling good. I, I don't. I don't think much of the Cardinals at all this year. As, as highly touted as they were uh, coming into the year, and I thought highly of them as well. You know, I just think that they've they've kind of gone off the tracks a bit, and uh, I don't know. They're struggling. They're struggling bad. All right, our next pick. He's a W already. That's right. The racial slurs covered the seven last week or last night on Thanksgiving. So very happy to start 1-0. Let's move to our next selection. And it is the Eagles minus four on Monday Night Football. Thank you, Brett, for the Monday Night Hammer. This was your number one pick. Need the birds, Brett. Need them bad. Yeah, I feel really good about this one. I love the Falcons, too. I had them. I, it was like a toss-up between those two as my number one pick, so I'm really glad we got both those on the card. All right, Lane. It's really hard to feel confident laying the wood, but... Rich, I'd like to thank you for doing your part in this pick. In the... Why? Why is that? He's, he's giving you No, shit. because what's our record when three people are on one side? Yeah, it is really weird. Uh, so when at least... Three people are on a side. Uh, we are 69, 57, and 4. So that's 56%, which is pretty damn good. But when it's a consensus, somehow we're only 26, 26, and 3. Uh, so 43 and 31 when it's three people. So for some reason, we are really good uh, when there's one dissenting host. And for that case, I'm the dissenter on, on this one. So th- thank you. Thank you for, for making this very much the right side. <laughs> Got to do my part as a uh, member of the collective. The next one is our third consensus pick on the card, three of four, uh, but it's a little gross. We are... Uh, Hold on. Did you tell us what you're feeling in the Packers? Yeah, I talked about it earlier. Uh, I said it was a uh, stupid analysis by me. Uh, I'm on the wrong side. Uh, and I'm probably going to lose. <laughs> Solid. That was <laughs> that was pretty much my analysis. Uh, I don't know. I just I, I don't want to be the guy who is staring across the uh, the line here 
when it's 70, 60, 70% of us and on the other side is goat. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I could have faded the public and had goat on the card. So that's pretty much my only reasoning, which is probably false. I mean, I should, I am the guy. Tell him who, to call his brother. Yeah, I'm the guy. <laughs> wow. I'm the guy who uh, last season just went to the counter and bet the Saints every week. I, the, maybe I am the this is the week guy with Aaron Rodgers, uh, which has not been positive at all and successful at all. So I'm 100% wrong on that side. Uh, our last pick. We're back on the back on the Niners train, guys. We've got San Francisco plus the seven and a half at Miami. This one feels really icky. I don't um, like it, and I'm planning <laughs> on a four and one week. <laughs> uh, both Donnie and Mo had the Niners, but very low. I Brett hate had, it. I hate Brett, this fucking pick. Brett had them in the middle of the pack. And uh, I had them right outside my top five. It's just the right side. It's the right side. We but again, we say this every week, though. I hate. I hate the. Uh. I hate every week that I just know going into the week there's a strong possibility I'm taking the Browns and I'm taking the 49ers, and I just know how bad they suck. But I know the points are so much going in, and I just can't ignore it. Take the Dolphins then. If you don't like it, no, take... because the Dolphins are so bad. They are. They go. suck. But there it's like, please, 49ers, just do what you're supposed to do and keep within a touchdown because the Dolphins are not a good football team. There you go. I mean, they had I to mean... pull out a miracle out of their ass and Jeff Fisher sticking his head in the sand to win the game <laughs> against the Rams last week. I mean, it's like, it's unbelievable that Miami is. Like, people consider them like an up-and-coming good football team, and they suck week in and week out if you actually watch the game with your eyes. And more importantly, uh, Pouncey still looks like he's out. Brandon Albert still looks like he's out. So, ordinarily, if they were fully healthy, this would be a run-straight game for Miami. Get J.H.I. in all your DFS lineups and print money. But that's not the case when that offensive line is injured. They're not the same football team as we saw against St. Louis. So. This is the worst run defense in the NFL, though. That is what Yeah, they're giving up, here. like, what are they giving up, like 175 yards a game? But, you, Mo, while that says that worries you, you want to know what, what makes me feel confident? Is that the Jets were the worst pass defense in the NFL, but Adam Gase's brilliant ass came out running the ball every friggin' play, so he's probably going to come out passing the ball every play in this game because he has no clue what he's doing. Yeah, that is an excellent yeah. point. We talk about Eminem's reigns from Mike Malarkey. I don't know what is inside Adam Gase's cranium. Uh, I don't even want to speculate on it. It's probably not something as chocolatey and sweet as Eminem's. It's something that is inedible and absolutely makes him as dumb as possible. <laughs> black because jelly beans. Has to be go. black jelly beans. There you go. Puke-flavored uh, jelly beans rattling up in Adam Gase's cranium when he stares at his play sheet and decides to run right up the middle against uh, the Jets. So, uh, it's gross. This game makes me want to bathe, but come on, guys. Right side. Huh? I'm with you. <laughs> I'm not on board, and, uh, yeah, when we, when, when, when the, look, I'm not going to say the 49ers aren't going to cover, because I have this as a pretty much, this is in my coin flip tier, but, uh, when it's seventeen three, uh, 
you know, at the end of the second quarter. Uh, I'm no, but usually what happens is the 49ers are up 17-3, yeah, they... and then it all goes to <laughs> shit. Lose by 40. That's true. I mean, the the times I've watched the Niners, they looked quite good in the first half, but then they just yeah. completely collapse. I mean, that Cowboys game, and then uh, they were really, really competitive with the Patriots, uh, just right there. I mean, honestly, played them basically to a draw for a half of football, and then decided to completely collapse after that. So here's this is also bubble. massively stock high, stock low in oh, terms yeah. of like public perception. I mean, the Dolphins are riding as high as ever, and everyone just hates the 49ers. Yeah, sell all your Dolphin stock right now. Yeah, how many teams are going to have San Francisco in the Super Contest? 12? <laughs> no one's, no one's going to have them this week. Yeah, I mean, they So I like this. Can. I like this from a game theory perspective, too. So here are the bubble teams, Mo, since you're not on board. Uh, Bengals plus four, Browns plus seven, Saints minus seven. Those are the four bubble teams. Mo hates all those. Yeah, you're he on the other to, side of Bengals. I thought the, you're on the other side. I thought the Panthers were close. Nah, the Panthers, uh, because Donnie's got the Raiders in the top five, the Panthers are below those three, and they're below Jets plus eight. I obviously would prefer to see Jets plus eight. Well, whatever. Just four and one. Niners. Let's go. Let's just cover these other four. <laughs> Five and zero, oh, bro. We need it. How we far are been. we out of first? I feel good. Should have been five and zero oh last week. I tell you, but the internet at my parents' places died entirely. Uh, I don't know. Seven games, seven points out, something like that, out of first. Yeah, that sounds right. But more importantly, we are certainly within striking distance of the cash. Like that, I've, I've got a feeling that's going to happen. Like, the worm's going to turn, right? We're picking so many good sides. Where's yeah, the justice? Yeah, I'm loving the picks the last couple of weeks, but things have just not broken in our favor. Like Kick, things Kickers, that, man. Yeah, games that are looking good, uh, just random shit is just going wrong at the end, and just scenarios are happening. It's been, it's been rough, but um, I, I still like the picks the last few weeks, and I feel like we're moving in the right direction for sure. Yeah, I feel the cash coming. So here is the card. Bucks plus six, Falcons minus four, racial slurs plus seven, already a cover. Eagles minus the four on Monday night football, and the Niners plus the seven and a half. Go ahead and give these guys a follow on Twitter. We've got at Brett Colson, C-O-L-L-S-O-N, at Donnie underscore Peters, and at Mo Nuara, N-U-W-W-A-R-A-H. Hope you had a very nice Thanksgiving and that your holiday weekend continues to treat you well. We need 5-0. We need you to cheer for us. Uh, send in your picks against the Super Contest spread for your raffle ticket at Gridiron Gamble or Gridiron Gamble Podcast at gmail.com. Best of luck in all your betting ventures. See you next week. Peace out. Peace out.